Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Denk, currently the parochial vicar of St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Tim. It's great to be here with you at Living Bread Radio again. It's great to have you again. We're going through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we've been talking about the Ten Commandments. In particular, we're going to continue our discussion on the, the first, first Commandment. So uh, let's, let's start with uh, 356. It talks about esotericism. Yeah, so basically the question is, so the esoteric, if you want to know what that word means, it means intended for or likely to be understood by only a small number of people that have a special knowledge or interest. So it's almost like this Gnostic belief, you know, right. that that there's some group that has that has it. They got this information, and you can get it if you become part of it, and you'll know something that not everybody else knows. Kind of like The Secret, the movie The Secret yeah, came yeah. out recently. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that whole notion that we're gonna we're gonna give you something, and then you're gonna have something. You're gonna have the powers that nobody else has, and and a way of knowing or a way of interpreting that that no one else has. Only a select few, mm-hmm. you know. And ultimately, we know in our, in our Catholic faith, in our Christian faith, that God came to save all of us, and and revelation uh, pours forth and and is give, given to everyone. You know, so we're all. We're all participants in this. And so we have no need to look for power or understanding or wisdom or um, in any other way but then in God. You know? And so ultimately, that's what we're going to deal with now is some of the other ways that people or that we have a tendency to, to look for to, to have some kind of power or control. Well, didn't this start way back in the Garden of Eden? Isn't that the logic and the argument that the serpent used with Adam and Eve? Mm-hmm. The special knowledge that God didn't want them to have. And if they ate of this tree, then they would have that special knowledge and they'd be equal to God. Tremendously insightful. You know, and what what, what they didn't realize is God, that we're created in his image. We have all all of that, you know, and so we don't need um, this this special knowledge. Um, God's giving it to us and giving it to us already. So, again, going back to some of the modern-day New Age thinking and beliefs, uh, the first commandment is, of course, we're supposed to focus on God. But when we look at the principles, like in the secret, it's basically if we can visualize vividly and strongly enough, and if we have enough faith, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that thinking is we're we're negating God in the equation. Yeah, so it always comes about through God. Anything that we do is is because of God. And I think some of the teachings that we have now, some of these Gnostic teachings that are kind of surfacing are, I have the power. You know, I can do it. So if I, if I do these certain things or I'm a part of something or have this connection with something, I can now manifest these things. And it's never, it's, we can't do anything. It's all God, you know, so it's, it's, it's all. And, and this uh, whole sense of tapping into something um, that's hidden that nobody else can have. Um, it, it is very, very, so much close to that Genesis story, you know, the, the, the forbidden fruit. 
you know that uh, that that they think by by taking it and receiving it they're going to have some knowledge that uh, that they didn't have before. Uh, I'm brought to mind some of the things that I was into uh, when I was away from the church, and I was into Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. Deepak Chopra, James Ray, and even Anthony Robbins a little bit. Yeah, He's so yeah. focused on success, and, and a lot of the things, especially Anthony Robbins. Right that has said in his books, Awaken the Giant Within, he doesn't talk anything about the spiritual side of our of the yeah, human Yeah, and for being. us, ultimately, it's about Christ, too. You know, I think that that is kind of the success, but you, the, the word you use, success, I think is important because I think that's our idol. You know, I think that um, we've made success the idol. You know, and if, if I... And we, we kind of make ourselves God by saying, I can be successful. And what, what I'm... You know, if I if I do this right, or if I think this way, or if I can change or transform my thoughts, then I will be successful. Then I will, you know, we basically we're creating idols. We're, we're making ourselves into what we think. Um, we're making ourselves into God. Another uh, success book is "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, and uh, he worked with W. Clement Stone. And one of the uh, the sayings that he had over the affirmations that he said was, "Day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better." And then what W. Clement Stone added to that was day by day, in every way, by the grace of God, mm, yeah. I'm getting better right, and better. Yeah. So that's what made that formula complete right. and true is by inserting that it's all by God's grace. And yes, I, we should go for our most right, potential yeah. so that we can be. So there's definitely an attractive, attractiveness there to all this. You know, and there's some goodness there, but it's there's this fundamental distorting of it. You know, that that takes it. Outside of God being our God, God being God, God being the way of all this, and and then it becomes ourselves, you know, that we're all we need, and, and we can do this on our own. So ultimately, we are we're created to to worship God and to serve God and to participate in the love of God. And people often say, I think another you know modern thing that we have is is the whole idea of like somebody will say to God to me, I don't need to go to church. Uh, I feel holiest when I'm in nature. You know, when I go to nature, that's when I that's how I experience God. Okay, mm-hmm. and now it, certainly nature is part of God's creation. So for me, yes, I I experience God in the beauty and the goodness and, and the wonder of nature. But God has revealed to us Himself specifically in the person of Christ. He's revealed to us in a very personal way, in a very real way, in a, in, in a way that, that we can relate to. Um, so it, he's given us this relationship that's beyond what we experience in nature. And so pantheism is one of the, the things right now that has kind of surfaced and, and become very, very prevalent. So any of the, um, the occults that are out there right now, any of those uh, things that, that, that try to say, you know, if you do this, you can have power. God is our power. You know, and it's it's by turning to God ultimately that we live the lives that we're called to live. Okay. So, question three fifty seven asks: Is atheism always a sin against the first commandment? So I was. This is interesting because it says in the UCAT, atheism is not a sin if a person has learned nothing about God. So, if it's through no fault of their own. You know, it's not, not a of ignorance. sin. Yeah, They're I mean, just it, and it's certainly not a personal sin. It might it might be a cultural sin. You know, something that we're we're born into, but it's not a personal sin because they are, they are ignorant to it. It says that or has examined the question about God's existence conscientiously and cannot believe. So, someone that is really with all their heart and soul 
done everything that they can to really try to to learn about God and accept God, but for some reason cannot believe. Um, you know, that's where it wouldn't be the, the grave sin that we know atheism to be. The UCAT says that the line between being unable to believe and being unwilling to believe is not clear. The attitude that simply dismisses faith as unimportant without having examined it more closely is often worse than a well-considered. You know, so that is, is the sin. It's, it, it, you know, it's been said before, the opposite of, of love is not hate, it's indifference. You know, that's the real sin is indifference. You know, so someone that says to me, well, I don't really care. You know, I don't care if there is a God or if there's not a God, it doesn't impact me. You know, that's more serious and more grave than someone who is genuinely trying to to wrestle with these ultimate questions that we all have to wrestle with. So agnosticism is different from atheism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you say that agnosticism, it's not denying God, it's just... So agnosticism is saying, I don't know. You know, I believe there's a God or higher power, but I know know nothing of him. And we know nothing of him. You know, so um, an atheist is is saying there is no God. Or an agnosticist is saying there's a God, but we we can't or really don't know anything about him. But we, you know, know by revelation that we we can know God. And we do know everything about him through Christ. And the church. That's the church's job is to share the teachings of Christ are the teachings of the Catholic Church. Yeah, so we're, you know, God reveals himself to us in scripture and tradition. You know, so we come to know him through word and sacrament, through through these experiences of God in the church. And so certainly someone that gives this faith a try and really dives deep into it, well, first of all, if you do that, you're not going to be disappointed. You're going to come to know and, and love God. But um, for the people that are indifferent and, and, and don't even care, those are the ones that probably really need to be shaken you know and god has his ways of uh kind of shaking people out of that out of that numbness father joe has a a saying uh, that he's fond of that we all are seeking union with god whether we know it or not yeah yeah so even somebody who denies god's existence or can't you know tries to just be neutral on the subject that's what they're longing for and that's what they're looking for whether they know it or not Looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, it's that, that classic song. 358 uh, says, Why does the Old Testament forbid images of God, and why do we Christians no longer keep that commandment? So the Old Testament forbid it again because those images of God were idols. They were creating these idols to worship and, like, really believing that that, that object, you know, that, that stone or that wood or whatever it was, was God. Okay, we certainly don't believe that, you know, so the objects and images that we use are are to help us draw our attention to God. But in order to protect the mystery of God and to set people of Israel apart from their idolatrous practices of the pagans, the first commandment, you shall not make for yourselves a graven image, you know, was very necessary for them because they, they had this tendency to do it. But for us, because God has revealed himself to us in the human face of Christ, that prohibition was um, repealed, you know, because God has revealed something to us very unique in Jesus Christ. And so just like, you know, you having a picture of your your family or of your mother, um, those pictures help you remember them. They they help you to know them. And so that's what the pictures are too, to to help us remind us of God. And, And in the Eastern Church particularly, they have the icons, which are, are actually to be seen as the written it's a it's the visual word of god so it's god's word 
shown visually for us. You know, instead of in, in, in actual written word, we can we can see it visually. So these images, far from being abolished, are actually um, help us to experience and to know the true God. So we don't look at these icons or these images like they are God, but they help us focus our attention and actually see and experience God. Because sometimes in the uh, Protestant Ten Commandments, that's like the, the first or second commandment. You shall not make for yourself a graven image. Right, uh-huh. And then they say, well, you Catholics, right. you, you break that commandment because you have statues of, yeah. of Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And that's why, again, scripture's not by, Scripture is never been by itself. It's always interpreted and understood through tradition. And God has revealed to us as he's given us the word of God. Now we we come to understand more deeply and richly what that means. So certainly our tradition has helped us to see we don't want to create these images that we we worship as God. You know, we don't worship these statues as God, but they do help us direct our mind and our attention to God. And as Catholics, we only worship God. We only worship God. We love and honor Mary and Joseph and all the angels Mm -hmm. and saints, but we only worship God. Through Jesus. Perfect. All right, Father. Well, you've done a great job uh, explaining uh, the, the first commandment to us. Why don't we share with our listeners your blog spot? Well, my blog is fathermichaeldank.blogspot.com, and I always post my homilies and reflections there, and there's plenty of resources, so I'd love to have you stop by that. Great. I really enjoyed uh, your insight today, Father. This has been Tim Perry, your host for Faith with Father on Living Bread Radio, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Don't ever forget it. And, and you can go to church this weekend. If you haven't been there for a while, we invite you go to church. Until next time, may God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, Email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.